Career Day Live is a Stop Clowning Around production. You can learn how Stop Clowning Around helps people succeed in life and career by mastering the art of connection and relationships by visiting StopClowningAround.com or Facebook.com forward slash StopClowningAround. One of the first realities we are faced with as adults is our need for insurance protection, whether it be to protect our automobile, our home, medical. Regardless of what we're protecting, we know we must be covered in case of a future emergency. And because we will always need insurance, there will always be a need for insurance agents. Our guest today, Matt Lavellet, is going to speak and share a little bit of what life as an insurance agency owner is actually like. If you like serving others and helping others in times of crisis, this episode is for you. Matt, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to share with the listeners of Career Day Live and sharing what life in your role actually looks like, but I never like to steal the thunder. So let's start. Tell me what you do and give me a little bit of history of how you actually got into this role. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity, Scott. It's it's a blessing to uh, to be able to kind of share my background and, and how I ended up here. And, and there's definitely an avenue, especially for uh, young professionals to go down this route. So I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I am a uh, uh, insurance agency owner, so I'm an insurance agent and producer with a uh, captive uh, insurance company, one of the major carriers in the country. Uh, so I, I basically own my own kind of like franchise uh, uh, agency. So uh, licensed in property, casualty, life, health. Uh, we can do, even do investment products like IRAs and annuities and things like that. Um, started my agency in 2011. I think I was 47 years old at that point. Uh, and to be brutally honest with you, started it after a year of unemployment. <laughs> and and uh, we're real we were real close to our insurance agent at the time, actually a family friend and stuff. And he was even you know, trying to help me find jobs and whatnot at the, at the time. And and you know how you've got your uh, your resume on monster.com and you get emails and phone calls from people and I actually got an email from a, uh, a recruiter uh and uh with the company that our agent was with so I contacted him and said Mike what do you think about me becoming an insurance agent and long story short that's how I ended up here so it was a bad economic time, if I remember those those years, uh, probably coming out of it, you had lost a job or, or circumstances had brought you to a place of unemployment, and this just happened. So are you saying that if someone, as they listen to this episode, is looking to transition, uh, this is not just an opportunity for, for people right out of college, this is a transitional type role? Well, it worked for me. <laughs> and trust me, I, 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 to be honest with you, I'm probably an exception to the rule. 
uh, so I signed my contract with the company 2011 and uh, had a little dating period to see if we were both compatible. I kind of call it uh, uh, we dated for a little bit and to see if, you know, if, if I liked the company, if the company liked me. And then in early 2012, I signed a, another contract that basically committed us to each other. I call that we got engaged. Okay. <laughs> and at that point, we were, we were exclusive to each other. Uh, and so they actually sent me out for training uh, to one of their training facilities in Michigan. And there was 35 uh, agents from across the country, all at the same stage. We all just had just started our uh, our agencies, and that was early 2012. 35 today, Scott. I'm one of about five who are left. So it's a tough industry to make it in, especially for someone who's married, got a family, got a mortgage, and all kinds of expenses and whatnot. And I built my agency from scratch. I did not purchase an agency. There's two routes to go. You can either start from scratch uh, with zero clients, or you can actually purchase an agency from someone who just wants to get out of the business or who is retiring. Uh, today, that is happening much more common than, than someone starting an agency. But uh, absolutely, at 47-year-old, you know, midlife, uh, to start over. Uh, it's tough, but man, if you've got the determination and Brenda and I, Brenda's my wife, uh, we had the same philosophy with this as we had with our marriage, that there is no plan B. Uh, this is plan A and you've got to be determined to make it work regardless of the difficulties and challenges that come your way. And if you have that philosophy, then you can make it work. So that was my story. But I'll tell you, at the same time, Scott, I had in my initial classes, I had 20-something-year-olds who were doing the same thing. They were starting at the same time with zero clients. And these guys, they're not married. Or at the time, they were not married. They did not have mortgages, did not have kids. So every dollar they made, they could sink back into the business, basically, and these guys today, eight years later, they're making about twice as much as I'm making. <laughs> wow. So, because they they had the ability to sink most of their income back into the business, and they're good, hard workers. Uh, so they're actually today in a much better spot than I was because of circumstances. So understand. it's tougher to do this at mid-age, but man, if you're younger and you've got the the time and energy and the income... Yeah, you can do incredible things. Well, I want to explore a couple questions here, and, and, and we'll try to do it quickly because I have, I think, three questions really in one. The first one is this. Uh, in essence, this is really not necessarily a job that someone offers you and says that, okay, you're going to uh, work for me, you're going to make this much money, and here's the hours you work. This is really owning a business. Correct. But then I also hear that unlike a lot of businesses where you might start up something, you don't really have a support structure behind you, you have a large support structure, even including training, to rely on as if you were an employee of someone. Correct. Absolutely. And, and I'll be honest with you. So with our company, 
the structure is I'm supervised by a district manager uh, with my company, and he has a support staff. Uh, my district manager was, was district manager of the year five out of the last, I think, eight years in the country. So the support that, that, that I ended up with is incredible. And that's not the story for everybody. But, uh, but as we've talked about, they, I've also been out to the corporate offices twice in my career for a week of training. So they give you all of the software to use, uh, all of that stuff. So really for me, to, to start a business, the, the, the level of investment initially was quite low because I started it from scratch. I did not have a storefront, did not have staff, anything. So the level of investment at that point was very low. Um, now, I had 401k. I still was collecting unemployment and this and that. And then, of course, my wife had an income. So we still had streams of revenue. Um, but again, when I look back to these 25 year olds or so who basically had minimal bills, uh, and whatnot, they, they just, they just made money hand over fist. And again, they had great work ethic too, but. So is that really one of the benefits of a role like this? Uh, a lot of times we get a job and it probably does have a set salary or maybe there's a bonus structure to it maybe a commission structure but even that at some level caps out it seems to me based on what i'm hearing from you the perk of this opportunity is there is no cap or ceiling to your business you can make it as big as you want and you can earn as much money as you can make from that business absolutely correct i mean everybody has to have insurance right <laughs> oh, absolutely! Uh, it's 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 the law that if you own an automobile, uh, you have to have at least liability insurance. If you have a mortgage on your home, you have to have uh, hazard insurance or fire insurance, uh, so on and so forth. And as we, you know, you and I have discussed, if you own a business, typically you're going to have to have general liability insurance. So, uh, just about every human being. <laughs> in the country is going to have some sort of insurance, whether it's life insurance or whatever. So the possibilities are endless. Now, Matt, I want to talk about one little area here because I think it matters when it comes down to the type of person that would excel in a role like this. So the first thing I'm hearing is you need to have a little bit of a drive and maybe even be drawn to uh, the entrepreneurial life, owning your own thing. But the second part is this. Uh, I think there are two ways of making decisions for the average uh, consumer, especially just not, not necessarily business, but the everyday person. They're looking for auto insurance, home insurance. And you see a lot of commercials about saving money, cheap, 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 which could in some ways commoditize what you're ultimately selling. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you a shout out. You are my agent. And the reason you're my agent is not just a price thing. It really is the support you offer me. I know I can call you at any time and you're going to help me. And so I now make decisions, not just based on the price, but based on the person that will support me. I guess the question I'm really trying to ask is where do you think that quality is of the successful person? Is it someone who can sell uh, the price game, or do you think the guy wins by being a just a quality person and serving others? Both can succeed. 
uh, in this industry, as you've mentioned, if you if you just look at uh, or watch the commercials on television, there's basically two approaches from an insurance company. Uh, one is uh, the approach, as you said, we're gonna we're gonna give you the cheapest insurance. We're gonna save you money. Um, and there's several companies that advertise uh, accordingly. So they're going after the folks who are just price. They just want to buy a piece of paper. They're going to meet their legal obligation. Uh, they're assuming that nothing's ever going to happen. Uh, they're just purchasing insurance because they know they have to. Uh, but then you, with most captive carriers, uh, so State Farm, Farmers, American Family, Allstate, uh, if you're an agent with one of those companies, you can only sell their products. If you'll notice, those companies typically advertise coverage and service by the agents. So um, there, there's actually an avenue for insurance agents and producers to succeed either way, because um, there's definitely a market for both for both of those types of, uh, of of agents and companies. As you said, my focus is on service. And the funny thing, I'll give you a funny anecdote. Got my son. I've got him. He's a licensed producer. He comes into the agency and works now. And initially, when I was trying to talk him into coming to the agency, he's like, "Dad, insurance is boring." <laughs> <laughs> and and I said, I said, son, here's the thing. You can't view it as just being in the insurance industry. We are going to view it as we are in the people industry. And us Lavellets were wired the same way. We want to help people. And in fact. Just this week, and I may I may get teared up here for a second, but one of my clients slash friends uh, purchased a motorcycle about a month or two ago, and unfortunately, a lady crossed into his lane mm. and struck him, and it was a serious accident. And initially, we thankfully he was alive, he lived. Initially, we thought he was going to lose half his leg. Thank God he actually only lost uh, a portion of his left foot. Well, the bottom line is I actually went out to his house yesterday to visit with him and his wife and was able to support and even pray for them. And that's the service type thing that, that a captive agent like me can do. And that floats my boat as well as making money and stuff. But I say we care about people more than we care about making a sale. Would you say that's a very important quality for success in this business is to actually care about people? It's going to distinguish you, I'll tell you that. Uh, it will set you apart because this industry is fraught with people who just want to make a dollar. And that is their sole goal. And trust me, they do make money. But at the end of the day, uh, if you want to have a good reputation uh, and build a business that's really on a good, solid foundation, I think that you have to care about people. Well, I'm going to put one point out there for anyone who's just not familiar with insurance, and it is this, that in my early days when I first became a, uh, we'll call it a real adult, and I had to buy insurance on my own, I did, I, I just went for the cheapest product that I could get because it was a, a money game, and I think many of us live with this it'll never happen to me type mentality. Until all of a sudden it does, and that cheap product didn't support you. And again, I have definitely made a shift because now I've had events happen in my life that I needed to uh, utilize my insurance coverage. And that quality of service and quality of person is, to me, the highest utmost. Yeah, I agree, Scott, and I appreciate your comments. Uh, 
it's 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 a it's a big deal. We're in a people business, not just the insurance business. Well, hey, we could go on and on and on. I always am watching the clock, so I want to move this forward just a little bit. Tell me a little bit about your week, though. What does an average day, an average week, maybe even an average month kind of look for for someone like you? So I'll give you two different answers. One is when I started my agency, I, I had to work my butt off. You know, I'm coming in uh, 8 a.m., working until about 8 p.m. Because uh, remember, you're building a business. You have zero clients. Uh, and, and you're trying at that point, you're sell, 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 sell. Uh, but today, eight years into it, I've built my agency uh, to a comfortable level. I'm still, of course, wanting to grow it. But, uh, my typical day now is an ideal day is I, I'll wait, I'll wake up about the seven o'clock hour, go to the gym. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just tell you that. Uh, God didn't wire me that way. <laughs> so I'll get up, go to the gym, work out there for about an hour. And I'm in the office by about 9 a.m. And I work until about 6 p.m. unless I have appointments during the evenings. And I pretty much just work uh, Monday through Friday. Um, I need to start working on Saturdays a little bit, but but I don't, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm have, have a comfortable living right now. Um, so that's kind of where I was and that's where I'm at now. So in a day to day, I hear there's always a selling and there's always a serving. Is it, um, I guess a combined, you're, you're probably calling people, checking in periodically as well as receiving the calls and just, uh, directing people. Well, uh, yeah. One example uh, yesterday was when I visited the, the family that had this, uh, accident and then I went straight from there to another uh, client who um, had hail just come through. And mm. so uh, I personally uh, will get up on a roof to inspect for hail before we file a claim. You just don't want to file a claim unless we know there's damage. Uh, so I was out and about quite a bit yesterday. But otherwise, I'm in the office uh, making calls, monitoring people's policies, making sure that people are not behind on payments so that their policies don't lapse. Uh, trying to schedule reviews, uh, following up on leads that we have. People have in, uh, requested insurance quotes and this and that. Because, uh, you know, some people don't answer the call uh, the first time. Right. <laughs> so especially about insurance. But uh, so, yeah, just a lot of service, some marketing. Uh, and that as well as running the business. You know, you got to pay the bills. You got to manage the budget and, and all of those sorts of things. And to be honest with you, my background is, is is a manager. I am very good at if something lands on my desk, getting it done. And and if there's a dozen things that land on my desk, I'm very good at juggling priorities and getting it done. I am still learning the business side of things. Like you said, you've got to be out in front. You've got to be creative. You've got to be proactive and all of those things. So that's those are the areas that I'm still developing my skills on. But uh, uh, that's kind of what we... Uh, the activities that we do like on a daily basis. So definitely a wide variety, which is good for that person who does like to to shift and change and not do the same thing all the time. Um, Another thing to keep in mind for the listeners, Matt, I can tell that you love helping people and that's really what drives you. And I think probably the ultimate joy that you get out of this role. But I also like to always give the listeners kind of a, a view of the... It's just not the most amazing job ever because you still have to deal with this. 
And it's a very subjective topic, quite frankly, because it's personal too to what maybe you don't enjoy. But are there any things that just are not the highlight of your day that you do have to deal with? Well, I, I will be honest with you. The, the biggest challenge, and this is really in any industry, uh, the biggest challenge you have is when circumstances beyond your control happen inside your industry that affect your business. So, for example, in the insurance industry, when there are a lot of natural disasters, whether it's in your state or across the country or whatever, to where insurance companies end up spending way more in in client claims than clients are paying in premiums, then what they have to do is they have to start raising rates for everybody. And, of course, you're going to have clients that uh, once they see rate changes, rate increases, they're saying, well, I've never had a claim. Why are you raising my rates? So then that causes them to start shopping around to try to find a company that's a little bit cheaper. Uh, th- that's just one example of things that can happen outside your control that you have to uh, – it affects you, but you have to react to it. You have to know how to deal with that. Um, so uh, I would say that's the most frustrating thing in this industry is when things happen either with your company or just in the industry in general. Uh, let's say your company decides to cut your commission, uh, and all of a sudden your paychecks are a little bit less for the same amount of work. Well, you got to figure out how to adapt to that. Uh, as I said at the very beginning, there is no plan B. So the worst thing to do is to sit there and complain about this or that. The absolute right thing to do is say, okay, this is the way it is. How are we going to adapt to it? How are we going to adjust and move on? And that's the key. I mean, anything you're explaining right now is not different with any company one could dream up. The reality is a competitor could move in at any time and slash prices, which ultimately, by the way, cut your commission if you have to lower your prices and your profits go down. And all of what you're saying really just reiterates one point. And I would say this point is accurate, whether you're a business owner or an employee. Uh, Business is full of change and we must be flexible and adaptable or else we're going to struggle no matter what we do. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Well, yep, I agree. It sounds like um, most of what you do is is office-related work. Do you ever have to travel? Are there any other items? Or is this one where once a business is up, it is a good family role? Because do you have that flexibility to be a part of your kids' lives too? Is there aging? Uh, are there any kind of special perks along with this job? Yeah, when you own your own business, uh, uh, you know, you own your own business. You're the one calling the shots, which there's two sides to that coin. Uh, you have the flexibility to uh, choose your own schedule for the most. I mean, I've got a storefront, so I've got posted hours on the door that we have to be open. But whether I have staff here to cover the office or whether I'm here myself, you know, that's that's up to each individual business uh, owner. But I can call my shots. You know, I can decide when to come in. And that's that's the advantage, especially in this industry, because, you know, you build up your agency uh, you obtain new clients. Well, as long as they stay with you every time their policy renews, you're getting commission for that. You're getting paid for that, even though you did the initial work when you first got them as a client. Uh, hopefully, you're following up with them, staying in communication with them, explaining any changes in their policies and this and that. But you're you're certainly not putting in as much work as you did when you got them as a client. So, um, you know, there's that. <laughs> 
Excellent. Well, I'm looking here and I'm thinking of the question that I always hate asking, but I feel that every person is always asking this same question because it's important in the big picture when I'm making a decision. And it is, hey, how much can one make when they do this? Now, I'm going to start this conversation uh, with the fact that as a business owner, I think it's probably very difficult for you to really say, hey, people make this much money because you already started saying that some people have businesses of various sizes. Uh, There's small sizes or some extremely large ones. But if you could kind of just take a dart, kind of guess where the middle is, and again, do it in a range, not necessarily this one number. If I get a business up and running, I'm doing pretty well. Maybe I'm not the top, but I'm not the bottom, just somewhere in the middle. What can one expect to make doing this uh, as an agent? So uh, I'll answer that in a couple of different ways because there's remember, there's two avenues. You can either start your agency from scratch, which is with zero clients, and that path is going to be different than if you purchase an agency that has existing clients, uh, already a stream of revenue in place to where you have business expenses and all that, but you, you probably know what your net income is going to be. Um, so there are definitely two routes to go in this business. I will give you my route. Um, I started, and I'm, I'll be real transparent uh, on some factors. I started my agency 2011, well, it was actually June 2011, uh, zero clients. Uh, and so, you know, started getting family and friends and all this kind of stuff. Uh, when I signed my engagement contract, that's when the company I'm working for said, okay, we're going to give you subs- subsidy. Which means they're gonna they're gonna give you so, something that's kind of sort of like rev, uh, income, in addition to the commission that you're making. So that was in early 2012. So I will tell you this: at the end of 2012, my gross income was about forty six thousand dollars. I really started selling uh, beyond family and friends in early 2012. Okay. So just right off 2011, that's just when I was getting started. Right. So based for a good full year in this business, uh, $46,000 by 2014. So just two years later, my gross income was 65,000. Okay. Um, so that's about a 50% increase just in two years. You're not going to get that kind of a raise working for any company. No, not and at then, all. Of course, I've continued to build my agency. My income is much, much higher. I would say, just to give you a rough number, for someone who's going to start there, and it, everybody's different. So like I said, the 25-year-olds that started at the same time I did, they're probably making double gross what I'm making now. Uh, but I would say the average income for uh, uh, an average size agency is probably going to be six figures, at least a hundred thousand a year. And that's average. So a lot of people are looking at that as, man, if I ever get to do that, that'll be amazing, especially in corporate type roles. And what you're saying is, in doing this, you have some extreme flexibility. Yes, you have ownership as well, uh, but you're at. Uh, let's say 100k on average, and what I really like about it is there's no ceiling to it. I can continue Correct. to move forward, and uh, that that's an awesome opportunity for someone. So let let's talk about that someone. I don't think 
you mentioned that a college degree was required to get into this role. So what would you say to that 20-year-old, that 25-year-old, or that, that person maybe looking for a transition? What do they need to bring to the table in order to do this if they would like to pursue it? So I am a big proponent of education just in general. Uh, I believe that people will say with college educations are able to, to do a little better analytical thinking, problem solving, uh, creative thinking, all this kind of stuff. But absolutely, if you're driven, if you are intelligent, you can pro- solve problems. If you're humble, I see this as a big challenge in our industry because especially with business owners, they feel like they have to have all the answers. My view is if you're humble enough to know what you know and to know what you don't know, and you're willing to find the answers from other people who do know, then uh, you've got the right attitude to succeed. So you can't be lazy. Uh, In my time, I've seen a lot of 20-year-olds that think, hey, I own my own business. I can do whatever I want. Nope. As I said earlier, uh, I was working 12-hour days. When I first started, you got to show up. You got to do the work. You cannot be lazy. It's just a reality. If you're not putting in the time, you're not going to get the success, uh, even though you got to call your own shots. Um, so you can call your own shots, but you got to you got to get it done. So driven, intelligent, problem solver, uh, you take initiative. Uh, I think all those those are the qualities that uh, will help you succeed. And, you know, I think you got to be, I think you got to be a people person. I think you've got to be able to relate to people. Seems you've got way. to be able to value people, um, show them like we talked about that you do care. Um, I just think you, you just can't, you know, and some people they're not social, but you can develop those type of skills. And remember, as you build your agency, you need to build a staff who's strong in the areas that you're weak. That's very important in in any business and, and in this industry also. Some people are really good at sales, but then they're not really good at service. So you got to have a staff a staff to make up that side. You know? Right. You know, Matt, I um, want to comment here. I've spent twenty plus years of my life now working, and I've worked both for and with a lot of Fortune 1000 type companies. And when you do podcasts like I do, you get to speak with a lot of different individuals. And there is one thing I have come to learn. That six-figure number that a lot of people aspire to get to does not happen by being lazy. You will never get there. The people who hit that that line and continue to produce uh, forward and, and continue to increase their income going uh, beyond that are hard workers. They put in the time, they put in the effort, and I have not come across a single person who is doing that type of income without the work. Correct. Yep. And you know what? It doesn't matter what the excuses are. So for example, uh, we're going through some things with, with my personal life, with my mom was diagnosed with dementia, Alzheimer earlier in the year. So I'm having to spend a lot of time out of the office right now. Jordan, my son, is covering the office, but I'm not in the office for good reasons, but it still impacts the business. So you got to get the excuses out out of the way, regardless of what the reasons are. If you're not putting in the work, you're not going to reap the results. For sure. 
Well, Matt, I would like to end with one final question here, and it's this. If I'm a person, I've listened to this episode, and I really would like to go for it. Um, at the end of the day, I can watch a television show, an hour of TV, and be exposed to five or six of the major insurance players out there just uh, in the commercials. But if I really wanted to pursue this, what would you recommend to someone of how to get a foot in the door of uh, an agency, uh, regardless of which one they might choose, trying to keep this broad? But what what type of input might you offer? Uh, just, just find an expert, you know, as we talked about, everybody has an insurance agent or insurance company they're working with. So, uh, if you don't know someone personally, at least call your agent and just, uh, pick their brain, say, is there a path? Is there an avenue, uh, that I could go into pursuing that? Cause again, there's two types of insurance agents. There's one, a broker who can sell, uh, for many companies. And those are tend to be the ones who are price uh, sensitive. They're they're marketing on price, uh, or you can work for a captive uh, carrier where you're only selling products for that one carrier. Um, so you know you can either way you can contact an agent and say how did you how did you uh, uh, get to where you are? Uh, you know you're going to see like I talked about you're going to see recruiters on Monster.com and this and that. Uh, that's a way you can Google it, uh, or of course you can call me, you know, I can share my experiences with the carrier I work for, but as we talked about many times, I care for people more than I care for, you know, getting someone just, uh, lined up with the company I work for, you know, everyone's got to find their path. And so I can, uh, kind of give people directions on, uh, either way, you know, how to pursue, that. So really just find an expert uh, in the multitude of counselors, their safety and wisdom. Uh, so, you know, everybody knows an insurance agent, uh, whether they have one or they know one and just start there. Wow. Such novel ad- advice. Talk to someone. It's it's a lost <laughs> yeah. art these days, but just talk to someone. Yeah. And, and, and don't just text. <laughs> <laughs> Conversation Dial. goes a lot further. I agree. Hey, Matt, you know, unfortunately, I'm looking here at the clock and our time is up. But I really want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending this time. Uh, I want to thank you for serving me and my family first, but at the same time, serving this listening audience, the, the, the people whose life you may change as they now see a role that they desire to passionately pursue and get to do amazing things while they serve people at the same time. So, again, thank you. Thanks, Scott. Humbled and honored, and uh, uh, pray God's blessing on you and all of the listeners. This program is only possible with the support of guests that care about helping others find their calling. If you or someone you know would be interested in sharing, please email us at cdl at stopclowningaround.com. What do you want to be when you're older, when you're big and a little bit bolder? 